Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the podcast today. So thankful that you hit the play button. So thankful that you've tuned in and you're listening. I know I say this all the time, but it's the truth. Your time is so valuable. It's the most valuable thing any of us have is our time and where we choose to spend it, where we choose to invest it, it is huge. And so you taking the time to listen, to join the podcast, is something that I take very seriously. It's a tremendous honor. It's also a tremendous responsibility. And it's also an amazing joy. It's so much fun. And so just know that if you've hit that play button, You have been prayed for. We're praying for all of our listeners, and we want this to be a conversation. We want to hear from you. We want you to reach out to us. The best way to reach out to me here on Marksman is to just send me an email, spellmanministries at gmail.com, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, at gmail.com. And just let me hear your testimonies. Brag on Jesus. Brag on King Jesus. And we'll share your testimonies here on the program. You have prayer requests. Let me know what they are. I'll be praying for you immediately as soon as I get that email. Uh, myself and our family and our our prayer force uh, here at Family Mission will be praying for you. So let us let us know your prayer requests. Also, topics you want to talk about, things you want to put on the table. Say, hey, let's talk about this. Now, in the future, I don't know when this will be, but down the road, one day, we'll have some call in. We'll have some opportunity. We have the capability. Our our podcast equipment here allows us to do it. Um, but there's just a few things we got to get set in place before we do that. But the precursor to that day coming is I need to hear from you via email. Let me hear. Uh, who's out there? Let me hear who's listening. Let me hear what the program's doing for you. If you got a complaint, man, give it to me. I can handle it. You know, just give me a complaint, you know, just uh, use it for constructive purposes. But hey, give me a complaint if you have one, a constructive criticism. But I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear prayer requests and any topics you'd love to see discussed here on Marksman. But with all that kind of now set aside, let me say the last thing. Let me remind you. Go to our website, SpelmanMinistries.org, and if you haven't already, sign up for the weekly devotion. comes out every Monday. Hit your inbox. Just a quick little read, and it's just a conversation starter, something to get the conversation going throughout the week with your family, with your with your spouse, um, with the Lord, and um, that'll hit your inbox every Monday. And occasionally, I mean occasionally, there'll be an update that will, will come to your inbox. But that's our promise. Every Monday, we're going to be bringing you a, a, a lively devotion, kind of a hot coal <laughs> off the altar, something to just spark your heart and conversation with the Lord and with your family. So just go to the website, give us your email address, and we'll begin sending that right to you. Today, Today I want to go to the book of Colossians chapter 1. And what I had in my spirit for this week, what I was really stirred up about and really uh, convinced that the Lord wanted us to go this direction is, I want us to talk about this prayer found in Colossians chapter 1. There's there's prayers throughout the New Testament. Um, this is one of the more um, well-known ones. Philippians 1 also has a prayer recorded by Paul that he wrote for the Philippian believers. And then, of course, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 have powerful, powerful uh, prayers that Paul prayed for the Ephesian believers 
the end of chapter 1, the end of chapter 3 of Ephesians. But here in Colossians 1, there's another very powerful uh, prayer. And I wanted to, I just really felt in my spirit, we need to look at some of this. We need to look at it, study it just a little bit, and then, of course, have some time just to to pray into it, pray over it, you know. And so let's just kind of dig into it here a little bit. Now, if you're not at a place where you can open your Bible, then just if you're at the gym or if you're in your car, if you're at work going on a sales call, then just listen and be blessed. But in Colossians chapter 1, I love this. It begins here and it kind of he kind of works into it starting even around verse 4 he says since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints for the hope that's laid up for you in heaven whereof we heard you know you heard the word of the truth of the gospel which has come you know coming to you it brings forth fruit he said since the day we heard of it and you that you heard and received the grace of God in truth and we heard these things from Epaphras And then he says, verse 9, For this cause, also since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you. So he kind of leads into it the relationship aspect of, of how it is he heard about what was happening, their faith in Jesus, their love for the saints, and the things that were happening. And he said, because of all this, Colossians 1, 9, for this cause, since the day I heard it, I do not cease to pray for you. Man, wouldn't it have been awesome to have Paul praying for you constantly. (laughs) What a blessing, huh? Well, what a blessing it is for you as a man to be praying for your wife. What a blessing it is for you as a man to be praying for your sons and your daughters and your grandsons and your granddaughters. What a blessing it is for you as a man to be praying constantly for your coworkers, for your neighbors, Doing what the Bible says, praying for those who are in authority. See, prayer is like just an ongoing conversation. It's like breathing. You know, it's just in and it's just something that when you get into the flow of prayer and you get into the river of prayer, it's something that really it never ends. It's just something you're always just flowing in, even in and out of natural conversations that you're having with your spouse or, you know, things at work, you know, it'll always kind of feather right back into prayer. You'll bring God into it because, you know, this was one of the things that my son, he found this one time and he, he's preached on it a number of times. It's powerful revelation. But, you know, when the Bible says that Joseph, it's, it talks about Joseph where it says that God was with him, that um, that the the governor there, the house he was working in, uh, Potiphar, that's his name, Potiphar's house, you know, he knew God was with him. He could see God was with him. And the marginal reference of a couple things, Sam found this, I think it was in the Passion Translation, one of the marginal, you know, reference teachings that talked about, it says, because God was always on his lips. How did, how did, how did he know that God was with him? How did um, the the guy know that the that God was with him? Because because God was always on his lips. He was always speaking of the Lord. He was speaking of what the Lord was doing. He had God on his lips. Now, again, we're going to do a lot of things naturally. We're going to do a lot of things in life. We're going to do a lot of things on vacation. We're going to do a lot of things in and out of very natural things. But we can always kind of weave 
God, because he's always there, might as well be acknowledged, right? He's always there. He's omnipresent, right? He's omnipresent. He's there. Why not acknowledge him? You know, and that's one of the ways we can be a witness. You know, it's it's yeah. Thank God for praying over your meal at work or on lunch break. That's a witness. I mean, that's talking to God. People see you doing that. That's a powerful thing. But I'm saying even beyond that, just bringing God into the conversation like Joseph did that way. Potiphar, I don't know why that name kept escaping me. That's why Potiphar, he um, recognized God was with Joseph and how One of the big reasons, God was always on his lips. So here, Paul, he's praying. He's constantly keeping the the people, the churches, the, the, the spiritual sons that were under him, like Timothy and Titus, different ones. He says, for this cause, since the day I heard it, I do not cease to pray for you. And I desire that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's one of the first things that I pray, Paul said, I pray that you would be filled, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So I'm going to pray that right now for you. I'm going to pray right now. We're going to agree together right now. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the grace you've put in our lives. I pray for every man listening to me. I pray that they would be filled with the knowledge of your will. They would be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And he goes on now in verse 10, that That is a word that denotes consequence. So here's a consequence. What happens when you are filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding that you would walk worthy of the Lord, that you would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So even once you receive one level of understanding, one level of knowledge, there's more. No matter how much we've stepped into, no matter how much we've walked in, I'm so glad there is more. (laughs) There's more we can experience in this relationship, in this walk with God, in this walk with Christ. There's so much more. We can always be increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, I want to say something about these prayers. You can pray these prayers again and again and again. Paul says he prayed constantly. He prayed constantly for them. And then he tells us what he prayed. So he didn't just pray this one time. He didn't just pray this one time. Okay, that's done. I prayed that. No, he continually prayed. He labored in prayer. Galatians talked about he labored until Christ would be formed in them. So prayer is is not only just a continual stream and a river. It's a work. It's a labor. It's a work of love. It's a labor of love. One of the greatest works we can do, men, is work in prayer. It's good to go to work, bring home a paycheck, pay the bills, you know, provide for, you know, all those things. That's that's part of our our duty and our honor as men, but it's also our calling as men. See, Paul's a man. It's also our calling as men to pray and to work in 
prayer. Work in prayer. I want you to say that with me. Work in prayer. So he says that they would increase in the knowledge of God and that they would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful. How many there's a difference between being busy and being fruitful? <laughs> Anybody can be busy. Doesn't mean they're being fruitful. And it doesn't mean they're doing what the Lord wants them to do. <laughs> so I saw a t-shirt one time, made me laugh. I never forgot it. So I'm going to tell you about it now. Uh, it was it was funny. On the front of this t-shirt, it said, Jesus is coming. I don't know, that's pretty cool, right? Jesus is coming. And the next line, look busy. <laughs> I guess he's saying, like, what, grab a broom or something, you know, look busy. That just made me laugh. I thought it might make you laugh. Jesus is coming. Look busy. No, we don't want to just look busy. We want to be fruitful, right? I said all that. That's all funny. That's all, you know, whatever that is. But listen, we don't want to just be busy. We don't want to just be active. We want to be fruitful fruitful fruit all fruit comes from a seed in other words god is seeding every heart every man who's listening to me god is seeding things in you and there's a seed of greatness if you listen to any of the last two podcasts we talked about the seed of a king if you missed it you can go back and grab the last two podcasts we talked about the seed of a king being in you see god has put a seed in you god has seeded your life with greatness. God has seeded your life with purpose. God has seeded you. Why? So that you could be and I could be fruitful. Not just busy, not just working, but working and producing, working and bearing much fruit. And I love that increasing in the knowledge of God. And then verse 11. Oh, my goodness. I love to unpack verse 11. Colossians 1 11. He's praying Paul's praying, everything we just led up to, and now he asks for them to be strengthened. Could any of you, besides me, use some strength? Strength that comes from Christ. Strength that comes from heaven. Strength that comes from an inexhaustible source. (laughs) I'm almost slipping into tongues. Just sometimes the word just gets so rich, you just you almost can't even say it in English. But strengthen. Can anybody use some strengthening? And Paul was praying for strength. And I pray for strength for you. But I love how he really focuses in verse 11. What is the purpose of that strength? What is the reason for that strength. Why was he praying for strength? Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. So he's not just praying for strength. He's praying for might. And he's praying it in accordance with the strength and the might according to his glorious power. We don't even have a a way to measure that power. We don't have anything in this world that can measure the power of God. I mean, have you ever read about the Manhattan Project where the you know first atom bomb and they didn't know if they were going to set off a chain reaction and blow up the world? They didn't know, but they had all their little 
<laughs> they had all their little measuring stands, like every every mile, every five miles, every ten miles. I mean, and they put the bomb up on a big, huge steel, you know, uh, tower, and then they were, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty miles away. You know, everybody's taking readings. They got all these measurement things, and when that thing went off, it made a sea of glass. I mean, I mean, the guys ten miles away had their had their hands covering their face, and they could literally look through their hands like they were looking at an X-ray. That was how bright the light was, intense. You can you can read about it on the Internet Manhattan Project, just you know, interesting stuff. But anyway, you, we can't even measure the power of God. We, I mean, you think they were concerned about that getting out of control? What happens when we stand before the throne of God? This is why we're going to have to have a glorified body. So here's what Paul's saying. I want you to be strengthened. I want you to have all might. But it's according, he's saying, according to his glorious power. Unto, that's the next word, unto. I know I'm taking some time with this, but I'm telling you, we will miss the point if we don't unpack this. It's like we're getting ready to release a bomb. How many, when you go to d- disable a bomb, you want to be careful which wires you clip. You don't want to just go in there, snip, 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 right? You need to know what you're doing. You don't just go in there just, you know, yanking wires and snipping wires, you know. <laughs> One person, uh, Sam told me this story. One person asked a bomb, you know, uh, one of those bomb people that didn't, uh, not detonates, but uh, disables bombs, said, you know, how do you remain so cool? He says, well, you know, I go in there and he says, uh, you know, it's it's either my problem or in a few minutes it's not going to be my problem. <laughs> That's a little morbid, but it's funny, too, because, you know, once once the thing goes off, it's no longer his problem. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm I'm handling this because I'm telling you and I'm, I'm kind of having fun with it. But listen, this is this is weighty, weighty, weighty stuff here we're talking about. And what Paul is praying is what I'm praying for you. It's what I've prayed into over this Marksman uh, podcast today. So I wanted to get into it, wanted to dig into it. And sometimes it's good to laugh a little bit. You know, it kind of opens our hearts up. But I'm telling you what is getting ready to to be inserted into your heart is 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 an incredible incredible truth. Paul's praying for them to be strengthened. Paul's praying for them to have all might and he's praying it according to his glorious power. But then he says unto this is going to be where all this power lands. This is going to be where all this glorious power is going to affect your life. It's where all this glorious power and strength and might, it's going to land right here in your life. Where is it? Where is it, Mark? Where's it going to land? Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Well, I hope I didn't just pull a punch there on some of you. Because <laughs> a lot of times we talk about the power, the might, the strength, the glory. We almost instantly go to, you know, manifestations of power and healing. And those things are awesome. Those are demonstrations of his mercy and power and goodness. I'm not challenging any of that. But I'm telling you, if you're like me, you praise God every day for his patience. 
Can anybody besides me praise God right now for his long suffering and his patience and that I have not diminished his joy in heaven? That when we are in his presence, there's still the fullness of joy, even though Mark is still sometimes doing what he's doing. (laughs) Aren't you glad that you and I, we don't diminish the joy of the Lord? We don't diminish the joy that's in his presence. Even though he's being patient with us, even though he's being long-suffering with us, doesn't mean he's approving, doesn't mean he's excusing, but how many know he has a lot to work with? in me. He's got a lot to work with in you. He's got a lot that if he was to reveal in one point in time, everything that needed to change, everything that needed to be tweaked, how many of we would just tweak out? (laughs) We would not just freak out. We would tweak out. If he, if he just showed us everything that needed to be tweaked in us in one moment, we we couldn't bear it. We couldn't bear all the, the adjustments that need to be made. So he deals with us patiently. He deals with us with long suffering, but he deals with us with power and he deals with us with might and he deals with us with his glorious, glorious power. So behind the patience isn't just like tapping his foot, putting up with it, just kind of waiting. No, there's power behind that patience. There's might behind that patience. There's glorious power behind that patience and long suffering. Notice, strengthened with might, with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Now, you and I know this patience is a fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's wrong to think, God, give me patience. God, give me patience. God, he gave you Christ. Christ was seated in you. you. The love of God was shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, Romans 5 and 5. We, we don't need to ask for patience. We need to be praying things out of this. We need to connect our patience that we have, that we were given at the new birth through the, the fruit of the Spirit. We need to connect our faith with what He's praying, and we need to be praying. And we need to be saying, God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm strengthened with all might and power. I thank you that I'm strengthened with all might according to your glorious power and that I have all patience and I suffer long joyfully. I thank you for it, Father. In fact, I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you, everyone, under the sound of my voice. I'm praying right now. I'm agreeing right now with my brothers in Christ and every man that's been marked by Christ and who's aiming their life at Christ's likeness. I agree and I pray right now that they would be strengthened with all might according to your glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with Joyfulness, And I give you thanks, Father. You have made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You have delivered us from the power of darkness, and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. You know, I got a little bit excited there, but the word's exciting. Truth is exciting. Freedom's exciting. Power is exciting. And because I know how God has been patient with me and long-suffering with me, then patience is exciting. (laughs) 
<laughs> long-suffering is exciting. When we really realize how patient and long-suffering God has been with us, then we will get excited about showing that to others because that's one of the great ways we can give witness to Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's the, one of the great ways we can demonstrate His presence in our lives is the same love he's shown us, the same forgiveness he's given us, the same patience he has with us, the same long suffering that he's held towards us joyfully. Then we should be privileged and joyed to forgive others, be patient with others and long suffering joyfully. (laughs) Important word there, joyfully, not just enduring it, gritting and bearing it. But, and this is one of the most important things that can define us as men. It's one of the greatest definers of strength. I'm going to say that again. It's one of the greatest definers of strength. Think about it. How patient was and is Jesus. How long-suffering is and was Jesus. And yet how joyful is Jesus that you are his. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You are his joy. You are his reward. So that joy and that reward becomes a motivator and a fuel source for his patience with you and me his long-suffering towards you and me. So sometimes if we're struggling to be patient, we're struggling to be long-suffering, it's probably because the person we're dealing with, we don't really see their value to us. We don't see maybe their value to God. Because when we see their value to God and that they are the joy set before Jesus, then there will be a fuel source for us to joyfully be patient and to joyfully or gladly, doesn't mean you're giggling about it. I'm talking about there's joy is like the word, it's almost synonymous with hope. There's just a hope there. There's a joy there. There's an anticipation of good and delight there. And there's a fuel source for that. And that is we got to see people like God sees them. So if we struggle with patience and we struggle with long suffering, dig into this prayer, pray this prayer, but also ask God. God, help me see what you see in that person. I'm I'm going to be real direct. I mean, if you're having trouble being patient and long-suffering with your wife or your kids or your grandkids or, you know, your brothers, sisters, your parents, um, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, neighbors, boss, whatever, ask God, help me see what you see in them. Help me see why it was that they were the joy set before Jesus, and then let that produce a fuel source in you to be more long-suffering and to be more patient. Well, gentlemen, our our time just seems to just (laughs) just sling by, and I'm so glad that uh, we had the conversation today, hopefully this conversation out of Colossians 1 and this prayer, kind of diving into the glory and the power of patient, long-suffering with joyfulness. Uh, hopefully encouraged you today. Hopefully it, it, it kind of equipped you today. I'm sure it stretched. It stretches all of us. It stretches me just to review it and talk about it. But I'm inspired. I'm inspired to be more patient and more long-suffering just talking about it. It's, it's, the, it's the Word. The Word produces that strength and that joy. 
And so again, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for hitting the play button, giving some time to just sit with me and to just listen. And again, I want to hear from you. Please send me an email at spellmanministries at gmail.com. You know, this time we share together is so important. It's valuable to me. It's a joy for me. It's an honor for me. And I pray for you. And I pray not only what we prayed out of Colossians 1, we are keeping you, all of our listeners, we're keeping you in our prayers, praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would fill you with all wisdom and glory in the knowledge of His will. God bless you.